Welcome to the Contractor Success Forum. Today, we're talking about the new 1099 tax rules contractors need to know. Or maybe it's tax rule. Well, Wade will tell us about that. Because here on the Contractor Success Forum, we help you guys run a more profitable, successful business. And who is here to help us figure this out? We have Stephen Brown, McDaniel Whitley, Bonding and Insurance Agency. And we also have Wade Carpenter, Carpenter and Company CPAs. And I am Rob Williams, author coming up of The Pumpkin Plan for Contractors and Iron Gate Entrepreneurial Support Systems. So, Stephen, have you heard the word I, that there's a new 1099 law coming out? I remember that song in the 80s by Toto called 1099. You remember 1099? I've been waiting so long. No. Oh, okay. I, well, I, that's I, all I, I know about it. Hey, 1099s are... 8675309 is the only number. Well, I mean, I, this I is... I'm going to go ahead and say it before you say it. This is exciting stuff. Exciting hey, stuff. New tax law changes 1099. But here's the thing, listeners, you are getting a billion dollars worth of incredible advice and information from our own Wade Carpenter. So, Wade, thank you for this. Well, you hadn't heard what I got to say oh, yet, too. Okay, but. well, I'm going to be <laughs> one of those negatively rewarding things. <laughs> the, well, the fact that we know about the negative is our reward. Well, I'm ready well, to roll. I guess before we started any of this, I know probably a lot of contractors think we're going to be talking about the employee versus 1099 independent contractor thing. That's which what is I was always, thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's what Rob was thinking. Um, Guilty. But, you know, that's not what this is about. This is more about the rules. There was a brand new rule that was actually signed March 11th, 21, in the American Rescue Plan Act of 21. Buried in that, in a small little paragraph, and a miscellaneous section is this thing that basically says they're changing the rules on third-party payers. There was basically a rule where if you had a credit card company or whatever, you had a $20,000 exclusion. So uh, they didn't have to give you a 1099-K to report that stuff. And I know we were talking before about credit cards, but so many contractors have been out there using these cash apps, cash app, Venmo. PayPal even, what it does is essentially says anybody that's paid over 600 bucks is supposed to get a 1099K. It's one thing if you got somebody at church and you're reimbursing somebody for something, that's, that's different if it's a personal thing. But this is going to be something that a lot of people need to pay attention to. You know, it's interesting that you said that way because my impression, because I get these notices from the little things like PayPal and I don't even know whatever these other services that take money online. I've had notices about it that there were going to be changes and then I had to get an EIN number to one of them or something. So they didn't withhold. So I know they've got some changes there and that's where I thought the changes were. So I guess it's going to be everywhere for us too. So this is a really interesting conversation that I did not know what it was because I'm getting all this miscellaneous information and notices from different places. Right. If you send somebody a gift of a thousand bucks, if it's over that $600, you could be getting a type of 1099 that was reporting this as income to the IRS. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of questions that a lot of people have. What counts? I've mentioned Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, and there's some others. They have to report these things. But if you're using like Zelle, 
they're claiming they're not a third party app. They're using your bank to pay these other people. So, yeah, I've had Zelle before and I actually have something wise with international payments that I do that with. And it asked me these questions like, what is this for? And I have no idea what the implication of whether I answer this as a service, this is something. There are all these things on there, and I have no idea what the implication of those questions are. Maybe we can talk about in a little bit when you're like sending international payment, because there are some rules about sending the equivalent of a 1099 to foreign persons too, but I don't want to go too deep in the weeds. Interesting. We've seen a lot of contractors using these cash apps, and I know the whole question about whether you should be withholding and independent contractors come up for as long as I've been in this business. But this is not the question. The question is whether you need to be giving them a 1099. And the rules do actually say if you pay somebody on a 1099 that would go through a 1099K, you don't have to give them a 1099. You mean on a credit card, you said a 1099. Well, Is that what you mean? Okay, so there's a 1099K, which is reporting these third-party payments. Oh, okay. And then you've got these 1099, used to be the miscellaneous, and in 2020, they created this 1099NEC, this non-employee compensation. The non-employee compensation is what they're after. But it is probably going to catch a lot of these contractors that, you know, have not probably been reporting a lot of this stuff. So uh, technically, the rules do say... If you paid somebody through your business and it's going to be reported to them as a service, you don't have to give them a 1099 NEC. We'll talk about some of the penalties on this in a little bit, but I'm not sure I would go through that. If you're going to do a certain part of your business where you got to go back and figure out what you paid on that, I would just report everything just to make sure you're covered because there is a question on your tax return that says, did you file all these things? What is a company? That is what I, in this definition of if you pay a company, it's, well, I am Jane Doe and I am DBA International Services or something. Is that a company? Is it an LLC count? Is it a corporation? I've heard different answers on this of when you don't have to send the 1099. We can get into the 1099 rules on that, but from the standpoint of the 1099K, which is the third-party payments, Okay, yeah, we're, so we're talking about the 1099. So, yeah, let's stick with that, about. and then I would like to address that. But what the rules say is if you are paying somebody personal, they don't have to be a business. If an individual gets paid, that's technically a business, whether they reported it or not. That's what they're trying to capture, all these people that get paid on 1099. They're not paying in Social Security and Medicare, and, as well as the federal and the state on those things. So the rules actually say that it's okay to reimburse somebody. It's okay to give a gift or something like that, as long as you're not going beyond like the gift rules. But if you pay somebody that, you know, say you sold something like a baseball card for a thousand bucks or something, and say you bought that baseball card for 500 bucks, you've got a gain on it. If they send you money for something, a personal item, and you lose money on it, then you don't have to report it. But if you have a gain on it, you are technically supposed to report that on your taxes as income. And I I guess we also have the issue where, you know, the third-party payers possibly could be out there. If it's over $600, they may just send you the 1099K and it's your responsibility to get it straight. So that's where I think it's going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of people. 
And what the rules say is, well, you got to go get it straight with the third party payer, which I imagine they're not going to have time to deal with all these things. So what I'm recommending for a lot of people is if you got something like this, probably report it on your tax return, but show an offsetting payment if it was a reimbursement for something. Hmm. Does that make sense, guys? I feel yeah, like it I'm does. Kind of... You've got to have a paper trail that backs up these 1099Ks and shows what they're for and what they're about. I can understand them tighten up this rule. And beside baseball card collectors have been getting away with this crap for years. I just made something up. Have been outraged <laughs> yeah. over it. But seriously, you know, it makes perfect sense, Wade. Yeah. And I think it's pretty clear to us when you pay a subcontractor, if it's an individual to say, perform some work, build a deck or build a fence or something like that, that's pretty clear. It's a job, a trade. And then I always got a little bit confused. Like when I would pay Georgia Pacific or international paper or warehouse or these people, this is really a long time ago. So maybe it's not that way anymore, but I didn't do 1099s for these corporations and our accounting system checked off which ones that had it. I didn't make that decision. I don't know how that was done. Well, essentially there's a couple of different rules we need to probably talk about for the 1099s. And as I mentioned, mainly what we're talking about now is you should be reporting on the 1099 NEC for services. Okay. Over so, that's a service. so that's what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know when I was saying the extreme example, I knew the huge corporations, but when is somebody small enough to where it, this starts coming into play? This is what I tell a lot of contractors. You do have a responsibility to pay these things. And I'll talk about the penalties in just a minute, but you need to ask them how they're taxed. And there's a W-9 form. That's what they're for is find out how somebody is taxed. And then we make a decision whether we need to give a 1099 or not. That's what the W-9 form is for. And if somebody is a sole proprietorship, a partnership, essentially they do have to give them a 1099. If they're a corporation, C corporation or an S corporation, they do not. Okay. Now you notice I did not mention an LLC. Yeah, that's where I was confused. That was my big gray area. Okay. So that is a gray area. And actually I was talking to a banker that didn't know this, but. You know, if you look at the W-9 form, it's like, are you a sole proprietor, partnership, corporation, whatever, or are you an LLC? And if you say LLC, you got to answer a different question that says, I'm an LLC, but I'm taxed as an individual, a partnership, or a corporation. Essentially, if the LLC is taxed as a corporation, you don't have to, but if it's a partnership or sole proprietor, you, you do. So, okay. Yeah, that you, that was my question. That's where I was great. So it sounds like it's still the same rule that it was 20 years ago. It is. Yeah. And the LLC thing has confused a lot of people, even today, 20 years later, after all these LLCs came into place. I think the other issue there is people think, okay, well, I have his EIN number. Does it have anything to do with this? Because people ask for an EIN number sometimes. Well, you can actually get an EIN number for a sole proprietorship, an individual. Yeah believe it or not, or a partnership. So having an EIN number doesn't mean anything. Yeah, well, that's EIN what I've seen. For like, well, purposes. I have your EIN number. You don't need a 1099. Does that have anything to do with it? No, it has absolutely nothing okay. to do with it. You yeah, still have to I've had people question. say that actually with me. So If you got a new subcontractor, before you pay them, get that W-9. Say you're going to withhold the money until you get that number because we're coming fast up on January here. And a lot of people are scrambling now probably to try to find who we paid these things to. As an accountant, seeing all these cash app, Venmo, that kind of stuff, 
they do not show who these people are for. And you just send the money and it's done. And believe it or not, you're probably going to be on the hook. You could be on the hook for their federal and state taxes and the unemployment on it, as well as Social Security and Medicare. When a contractor gets, and again, this is getting into the employee versus independent contractor, but, you know, worst case, if you don't have proof of who you pay that you gave a 1099 to, they could very well disallow that deduction for your company. It means you're paying taxes on that for them, right? Got it. So how does that work? Because I don't recall all the thousands of people that we paid, and we were very stringent in all my companies about that, having those 1099s and stuff up front, but I don't recall ever having to go back and do that. And maybe it's because of our processes, but if they do say that we have, what should we be scared about? Do they just say, okay, here's that $10,000. Well, now that's not deductible. We're going to disallow that. Or do they go into that person and figure out how many taxes he owes and stuff and make us pay his taxes? Well, I've seen that. And that gets back into that employee versus independent contractor issue. But if you don't have proof of that, they could completely disallow the deduction. Okay, so that's the penalty, is not having Well, no, that's not the penalty I was going to talk about. Oh, Stephen, oh! (laughs) Are we getting a little dark on here, Stephen? No, no. No What's the penalty? Lay it on us. Let's get it over with. (laughs) Number one, the due dates have changed, and there's penalties around the due dates. So you have to get 1099 NEC Mm. out by January 31st. They still have the 1099 miscellaneous for other things like rents and some of that other stuff. But the 1099-NEC has to be to the recipient by January 31st. It has to be to the government by February 1st of 23. We're ending 22 and going into 23. I said I haven't ever had any problems. I forgot about this. I may have had to pay that penalty before for not doing it on time. That fee, especially if it was like a small company and I was like, oh, we didn't do our 1099s. We got five of them that we didn't file. It's like a couple hundred bucks or something. And you remember the other big act basically is hiring 87,000 IRS employees, but this is a precursor to some of this enforcement stuff. But the penalty is supposed to be, if you're late between February 2nd and August 1st, it's $50 per form, not each, but it's $50 per 1099 you didn't give to a maximum of $588,500. If you're after August 2nd, the penalty goes to $110 per form to a maximum of $1,766,000. If it's after August 1st, it's $580 per form for a maximum of $3,532,500. Whoa. And there's an additional penalty for intentional failure to file that starts at the $580 per form and has no upper limit. So I don't mean to scare some of our contractors. It's listening running to this, our but Christmas, Wade. I think we should have started with that because now everybody's going to rewind this show and go back to the beginning and start well, listening. Hey, now again. they need to listen to what Wade was saying, yeah. right, listeners? Are these well, penalties new? I just remember that first penalty. I didn't remember these other penalties. The later, well, they, a lot of them are not new, like the fifty dollars per form and that kind of stuff. They, I remember they started, that one. They started putting that in there a little bit. Practically speaking, for several years, they they just ignored it, and as long as you submitted it you wouldn't have a problem. 
you normally didn't have a problem unless an employee said, I didn't get that 1099, somebody reported you. But, you know, especially when you check the box now, a few years ago, they made us check that box on your return and you said, yes, I filed all these, but you didn't. You're asking to get one of these nasty penalties. Yeah, you're begging for it. Wade, this is great information. Listen up. It's there. Okay. Well, we understand it. I do. And it's got me scared. I'm, I'm going to be, well, it's scary, if, in, if in doubt, send it out. Maybe that needs to there be. You know, I like that. Well, actually that <laughs> does apply to what I was going to say on that. If you're using like these third party apps and they're sending those things, but I would say exactly that. I like that, Rob. When in doubt, send it out. Yeah. Because you don't know if they're sending this and you do have an obligation for that. So if you're listening to this, number one, half the battle for somebody doing 1099s is tracking down that information if you don't have it when you first yeah. paid them. And it's actually yeah. a lot of the facts. You can forget it. Yeah. yeah. They're going to disappear on you. And- yeah. It's a lot easier than it used to be now that they're these, I guess they're third-party 1099 filing apps. I remember we used to print all those things and send them out. And now you can just go online. And especially if you're a small company, we just got two or three of these things because I, I remember going to the post office and getting those things and, stacking it. I mean, and all that time to send out two pieces of paper was just crazy and now you just go online right there and it takes you five minutes it takes you four minutes to google it and figure out where the app is in one minute to fill it out so yeah get her done when in doubt send her out again just if you have any questions about the rules Go see your CPA, talk to them. Don't wait and just sweep it under the rug. I know contractors hate doing these things, but you really should pay attention to it. And as one of my colleagues said, if you're using Cash App in your business, don't do that. (laughs) Can I say that out loud? Yeah, you did. Well, that's true, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Well, if you're using Cash Apps for your business, you're probably not listening to our podcast anyway, but you could be. And don't do it. That's all. You'd be surprised how many of my contractors are using them. No, there are a lot. Actually, I remember watching one of these shows that are similar coaching things to kind of what we do. And they have whole sections on teaching you how to use the cash apps and all that stuff as as contractors, especially for the ones doing residential work, business to consumer. That's where it's really popular. Well, I'm naive about those guys. Thanks for educating me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good way that's like, hey, just use my cash app. These, anyway, we won't go into that whole explanation, but it is getting more and more common. I hope this gave everybody some good information and I'll try to keep you out of trouble. So, Well, it did, but I think I'm going to have to order some blood pressure medicine. I can feel it going. I don't know if my face turned red when you started talking about the- Rob, <laughs> didn't <laughs> need some money. It'll lower your blood pressure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Guys. All right. Well, thanks everybody for coming to the contractor success forum and guys. Now, where can they see us? This is like speaking of cash apps and all this modern stuff. Well, people can see us on YouTube. So look at our YouTube channel. If you didn't, now, if you're looking on YouTube and you do are in your car or your truck, you can go in those little apps, different podcast apps. You can listen to us, but go find us. And if you don't know either one of those, just go to contractorsuccessforum.com where you can get a lot of information out there and even transcripts of these. If it's a show that you really want notes, 
on it. If it's something you're really into, I don't think people know that we actually have our transcripts on there. So go on there, lots of resources, and there are probably extra goodies on there that you can get. Contractorsuccessforum.com. Actually, Rob, can I mention, since we're doing this, I was given basically a year-end checklist on these 1099 rules to my clients, but... If anybody's listening to this, I guess I could put it on my website at carpentercpas.com. Wow. Where you can download it yourself if that helps anybody. Yeah. Maybe we can put a link to carpentercpas.com on this episode so they can go maybe maybe a link directly to that. They can find it either in the show notes or going straight to his website to find this out. Repeat your website again. It's carpentercpas.com. Wade, thanks for doing this. You're a beautiful person. All right. Well, Well, thanks for putting up with our last two minutes of camaraderie and kumbaya. Come back and see us at the Contractor Success Forum. We'll see you on the next show.